0: them to be winners but truth of the matter is you know how what do i base my opinions off of guys do i base my opinions off of hopes and prayers fear and greed no i i I base my opinion off of what the chart tells me so just how we have rules for you know defining trends defining continuations of trends defining violations of trends i can look at a certain trade scenario I can see that a certain level is violated. And if it's a level of importance, right, I can form the opinion in my head that, hey, you know, based on what I see on the chart, price action is likely to do this. I'm in the opposite direction, so I'm probably going to lose. And, and here would be a great example, right? New Zealand dollar actually was one of the good trades. If you guys remember this, this was one of the head and shoulders that took off. Um, we did smash through the 67 even handle, and now we're putting in a, a head and shoulders top, so we can probably actually start with this pair, um, but this was a pair that ran up really, really good. We had the head and shoulders down here, and we took this all the way up from about, um, was it 60, 65, 90, somewhere around there, all the way up to about 67 flat. So an incredible trade right there. But here would be an example, right? So let's say you're taking, let's just say you're going to take this, you're, you're going to take this head and shoulders short right here. Let's say you're aggressive. You're trading it right at the right shoulder. All right. What level? should not be broken and doesn't matter if you're a head and shoulders trader or not just structurally thinking what what level should not be broken if you're correcting your analysis and again you're you're projecting a a move lower what level would be the big warning sign yeah the head right we know in, in this particular formation welcome daniel in this particular formation right this is the key level So if I'm in this trade, right, if I'm in this trade right here and price action rallies up and we break and and let's let's do this. Let's say my stop is here because we know we're not rookie traders. Do we put our stop loss one pip above the head? No. Right. It's it's funny because this is always the comeback that I get. Right. Yeah. At least two pips. Come on, guys. At least two. (laughs) This is the comeback I always get. Where I do this, I do this lesson, and I talk about levels that shouldn't be broken if we're right. So, and usually this is with advanced patterns because that's what most people trade. But I, I happen to be looking at this right here. So I'll say something where it's like, Alex, if your head and shoulders is valid, we should not violate this head level. So Alex is like, well, okay. Well Keel, you always talk about risk management, right? Don't you always say risk management is key. You always say Keel, you know, I don't have a great win percentage, but I manage my risk. I keep my losses small and I let my winners ride. Right. Isn't that what you say? So why shouldn't I put it two pips above the head? Right. If I'm wrong, don't I want to be wrong as soon as possible? Huh? What do you guys think? If I'm wrong, don't I, don't I want to be wrong as soon as possible? Technically speaking, right, if the head is broken, if the head is broken, it should stop loss should be right above there, right? This is where kind of the, this is where, and, and, you know, I believe the markets are just a, a representation of all the participants anyway, but this is where the gamesmanship comes in because, you know. You can make a valid point saying that, right? You don't, in theory, you don't really have a good comeback for that, right? You want to put a stop loss. If you want to minimize your stop loss, you want to put it at the safest possible position where you know you're wrong, right? Because once you know you're wrong or have a, you never know, but once you have a a good idea that you're wrong, you want to be out of the trade. Here's the thing. In the Forex market, especially, and I was having a great conversation. I did a, I did a, um, an interview with, a. uh, great podcasting group called steady trade the other day and we were talking about the differences between we we're supposed to be talking about the difference between stocks and forex we ended up getting on some type of tangent about something else but it's known that forex is one of the toughest markets to trade did you guys know that you're in the biggest baddest market out there right do you guys realize how big forex is if, if you've taken jason graystone's um uh, cornerstone course you do you realize that the amount traded in the forex market is what is it per it, it would take 30 days of what's traded on the new york stock exchange to equal the amount that's traded in a single day in forex just to put things in perspective so 30 days of the NYSE, New York Stock Exchange, 30 days of that trading volume is what's traded per day. All right. Yeah, and Jason Grayson did the example of if you took all of the markets, all the global markets um, and you put them together into a swimming pool, it would be like putting two Olympic-sized swimming pools into the Atlantic Ocean, right? Forex would be the Atlantic Ocean. All the other stock markets combined would be two swimming pools within that ocean so it's massive and you're going against the best of the best we are what's called retail traders right now i still consider us professional traders because i my opinion is professional as a mindset I had a discussion on YouTube with someone the other day about "Hey, kill. You're not really a professional trader because you don't work for a bank. I'm like, yeah, that's institutional versus retail professional was a mindset. My, you know, my opinion, you're a professional. I don't care if you have licenses or whatnot. That's the, the point he ended up making. And that's kind of the whole school thing where we, we judge people by their degree. Oh, you're not smart unless you have a degree from college, right? Professional is how you approach something. If you treat your trading like a business, if you proceed in a professional matter, if you have that mindset, you're a professional trader, whether you're making millions of dollars, like you're working for a bank or you're making $10. Right? We shouldn't be judged by how much money we make. We should be judged by our approach because you take the right approach. Eventually you will make the necessary money. You just need more money to make that money. The Difference between uh, uh, someone making five, that $5 million, right? With institutional money versus someone making $10 being retail is the amount of money they're able to trade. But realize we're going up against the best of the best of the best, and their job is to eat people like us, eat the little fish. So the big boys, do you think they may recognize that a lot of rookie traders are maybe hiding stops right above a certain level of structure? Do you think that's something that they have knowledge about, or are they just saying, ah, who cares about that? Yeah, so what do you think happens? And you guys have seen this, right? Uh, What's it called? Um, What's the term? I always forget the term because I don't really use it. Um, Not trap trading. Um, You can call it stop hunting. There's another word for it too. But yeah, they will purposely push the market up to these levels where they know orders are sitting, trigger those orders, and then boom. So that's the gamesmanship of it. We, We wanna realize where we're wrong But we also want to give ourselves enough breathing room kind of not to get caught in that that zone of of rookie traders, the traders that are trying to get cute. But back to the original point, because I never stay on the original point (laughs) back to the original point. Right. If you see a break and close above this level. Right. Remember, you're short and price action breaks and closes above this level based on your technical skill. What does that tell you? Does that tell you price is likely to continue up or likely to continue down? Not on your opinion of the trade, just based on reading a price chart, the rules. Yeah, and all you guys are saying it's likely to continue up. So if the chart is telling you that price is likely to continue up, but you're currently in a short position, that's when you can start saying to yourself, well probably not gonna work out. Now who thinks that's negative talk? Does anybody think that's negative talk? Just beating yourself down with negativity? No, it's 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 being realistic. And what's positive about it is that it's actually gonna help you. Can, can anyone tell me why it's going to help you? David says, "Learn from your mistake." Nope, it could have been a perfect trade, and it just lost. It's not—you could have handled everything the way you're supposed to, so it's not necessarily a mistake. Although sometimes, I suppose it could be. But just because a trade doesn't go your direction, you can do everything perfect and still lose. In fact. The majority of the time, you're going to do everything. Once you become a consistently profitable trader, you should be doing everything perfect on every trade, and you're still going to lose. Latch says, you're prepared to lose so it doesn't hit you so hard. You accept you do everything right and still can lose. Latch's answer is what I was looking for. You, you mentally prepare to take a loss. And when you can mentally prepare to take, to, to take something, you have less, less chance of making a mistake. How many, how many of you guys have moved stops back, hoping and praying, crossing your fingers, taking out that lucky rabbit's foot? Why do you do that? Why do you move stops back? Is it technical-based? I mean, sure, you can make up a technical reason. Oh, there's a structure level over there. But we know it's what it's it's emotional. It's avoiding pain, right? Pain is losing money. As long as you keep moving that stop back, right? You avoid losing money. It's kind of like back in the day. I don't know about you guys, but my report cards weren't always so good in like elementary school. So you know, you, you try to get home before your parents and and, and grab the report card and you tr- you try to hide it before they see it. Now you know eventually they're going to see it because you know being a parent now you just you know you call the teacher up and be like, hey. We didn't get this in the mail. Can I have it? But you keep moving it back because at least for like one night, you avoid that pain of getting yelled at. But then what eventually happens when your parents do get the report card and then do find out that you hid it from them for a week? Do you suffer more pain or less pain? Yeah, worse pain. So you're just pushing it back just to you're going to suffer the pain eventually. Now, you're buying time, but it's just, it's just going to be worse. If you can mentally accept that, hey, there's a likely chance of this losing and it's okay, you're able to handle it better. You take your little bit of pain from the losing trade, if it loses. You take your little bit of pain from the losing trade and you move on to the next trade. And for you guys that are newer, right, taking losses is okay. The key is to keep those losses what? Keep the losses small, right? So if you take a loss where you're supposed to take a loss, right? You you've done it in your back testing. You know you know what your levels are. You know what your numbers are. It's okay because your next win will make up for it. When you start allowing those losses to get bigger and bigger and bigger, that's when you're sabotaging your system because now that next win, which would have made up for the loss, only brings you a third of the way back because you took a much bigger loss than you're supposed to. You guys with me? So when you hear me say stuff that's like, oh, this trade's most likely to lose, it's it's not me being negative. It's me being realistic based off what I see on the chart. And I do that so I can mentally prepare. If my pound yen trade loses, if my pound dollar trade loses, it's not a big shock to me because I've already prepared for it. I've already prepared.